You're now listening to the A Place of Refuge Productive Living Podcast with Bishop Barry D. Walker. A Place of Refuge vision is to cause people to be productive in every aspect of life according to God's Word. For more information, please stop by our website at www.aplaceofrefugechurch.org. Now, here's today's message already in progress. to give you some definitions of a fool. A root meaning of fool is a windbag. A person that enjoys talking but his or her words are primarily useless, insignificant, or of no real value. Like to talk, but say things that are useless. insignificant of no real value. It basically defines in one sense chatter that goes on on television, social media, and even in homes. And, and I don't know why it is, but but you have folk that that love to listen to windbags. <laughs> you know, you have folk that just like to be around folk who who say stuff that it, it just don't have no value to it. And then then some of them will listen to it over and over. Again, it can be dumb stuff being said, but they'll just sit there and just take in all that, all that dumb stuff. Watch this. We're going to see how many honest folks we got in here. How many have ever been guilty? Just, just listen to a windbag. What they're saying is just insignificant. But you still all is. Just listening. Bottom line, you were listening to a to a fool. You enjoy listening to a fool. Then a fool is also a person that is impious or a person that lacks respect. Doesn't respect a person that should be respected. That's a fool. There are just certain, certain, everybody should be respected to a certain degree. You, you, you with me? But certain folks you should give more honor. And that's Bible. But when you don't give anybody any respect, you're a fool. Talk to your mama any kind of way. Oh, you a fool. You shortening your days. According to scripture. Oh, you just going to talk about God's prophet and think you ain't going to pay for that? You a fool. And then you have folk that actually like to sit around folk that have no respect for others. Now, if you hang out with somebody like that, like it or not, when you're not around, they're talking about you. You know why? They don't have no respect for you. That person is a fool. 
I'm at the gate. I'm at the gate. Let's go to Psalm 14. Y'all stay with me now. We're talking about a fool, specifically definitions of a fool. Now we're going to look at two biblical definitions of a fool. Psalm 14.1, the fool has said in his heart, there is no God. Then those won't say it out of his mouth, but in his heart. Heart in one sense represents choices, based upon his choices. He's saying there's no God. Then he goes further talking about people. They are corrupt. They have done abominable works. Now look at this food. There is none who does good. Even a wine ought to do something good. Yeah, he will. A vile person will do something good. May not do something good all the time, but, but will do something good. Think of somebody you know that's low down. You, you, it's it probably one thing you know that that person did that was good. Simply because God created that person, it's got to be some good in them, even though you don't see that good all the time. You're going to see something good. That boy always into something, but he gifted. That's that good part. He into something all the time, but he gifted. Man, I don't know why that boy letting his life just go down. With that voice he got. He can show sing. Letting his life go down. But look at that good part. He gifted. And see you can be gifted. But stupid. Because the gifts and calling of God. Are without repentance. A bottom line. You can be a sinner but be gifted. But still be a fool. How can he have that much talent and won't do nothing with it? He a fool. He a fool. Calling it like it is. And based upon the scripture. How I many have followed me not only from my first two definitions, but definition based upon Psalm 14 and 1. Because the fool says something inwardly that just crazy. And sometimes truth can be coming forth, but in your heart you saying something against the truth. At that moment, you are a fool. Or you are acting like a fool. That didn't set well, but it's true anyhow. Let's go further to Proverbs 12. This is good. It's a good definition. Proverbs 12 and 15. We're still defining a fool. The way of a fool is right in his own eyes. Proverbs 12 and 15. Some of y'all down now? Notice. The way of a fool is right. Help me. Put that her in there with it. Let's try it one more time. The way of a fool is right in his or her own eyes. I don't care what pastor say. I'm, I'm right. I don't care what senior minister say. I'm right. Yeah, I heard and I know she your grandmom, but what she's saying is wrong. I'm right. You know why? A fool is right in his own eyes. That's the reason when, when you're trying to tell somebody the truth, but they come back with something else. 
And then you show them again and you show them in scripture that you're right. But then they come back with something else. What are you dealing with? And why is that person going to always come back with something? Because the fool is right in his what? No matter what you say, the person going to come back. How many have ever, ever dealt with somebody like that? I hope none of you are like that. But I've been in your past, you used to be like that. You were going to get the final word. It ain't about four or five hundred folk in here. Some of us, we know we, we have a history. Back in our history, we wanted the final say. I said we wanted the final say. Man, there's some good ice cream. Yeah, but I tell you who got better ice cream. Man, I'm telling you the truth. That, that, you go to California this time of year, it's real pretty. Yeah, but I know something was prettier than California. And no matter what you say, they're going to come back with something. And, and see, we, we'll go back and forth with people like that. And we're dealing with a foe. And folk don't like you to call folk fools, stupid, and so forth, but, but some words just fit a person. Based upon scripture or otherwise. And you're not putting anybody down because, because you're defining it based upon what you see. Or here, look at this verse one more time. A fool is what? And what? No, you got to put that her in there now because brothers, they'll be thinking we're the only fools in the house now. <laughs> A fool is right in <laughs> own eyes. And when you find yourself dealing with somebody like that, you need to just walk away. Need to let it go because you ain't going to win the debate. You ain't going to win that debate. They, they, can go all, they can go as long as you want to go. They'll go. Man, that boy won't listen. He's a fool. What you expect? A fool going to go back and forth with you. And that's the reason you even find husbands and wives in the seat of fools. They'll argue about something in the house. They'll go back and forth. The husband trying to win. They go back and forth. And guess what both of them are doing at that time? being a fool again have you ever found yourself in the seat of a fool some of us still ain't coming clean because a fool don't want to admit he's a fool that, that's the truth I ain't smiling about that fool don't want to admit he's a fool Lord have mercy. Okay, back in Proverbs 28 and 26. It says, he who trusts in his own heart is a fool. So we have defined a fool. But we are concerned about a fool that is trusting in his own heart. To trust based upon the text give you two definitions. To have number one, to have total confidence in. That's a bad place to be. To where you're fully trusting yourself. You can be brilliant, but that's still a mistake when you fully trust yourself. But trust in the text also means to believe in. And you know, belief is powerful. Jesus said, if to a person, if thou canst believe, get this, all things are possible. So what you believe can change some things. 
things. If you believe what you say, it can change some things. And, and even when it comes to folk uh, in general, people will believe negative things more than positive things. People will believe a human before they believe God. Something about being able to see that person that, that makes them think that they can trust the person more so than God. God can tell them it's well, but if that human says it's not well, belief in what they see is so powerful to where they'll take the human word instead of the invisible God's word. And let me add the invisible God that cannot lie. God can use somebody to tell you, it's well. But you still got to give a human to okay that. Or to confirm that. That's saying you got more trust in the human than you do in the God you say you worship. Belief is powerful. And sometimes you have to evaluate yourself and, and, and ask the question, who do I believe? Is my belief steadfast or is my belief shaky? Can you get a good word on Sunday, shout about it, turn in victory about it, but then somebody you don't even know that, that examine you at the emergency room tells you something that's in complete contrast to what you just heard at church, but you believe them. Are you that type person? If so, you are Shake it when it comes to your belief. Say to your neighbor, belief is powerful. That's the reason you need to know what you believe and who you believe in. You need to have steadfast belief when it comes to God. When it comes to his written and reveal word because the one thing that Satan strives on is to make people not believe God. You don't even have to search scripture hard to find what I'm talking about. You can just go to Genesis, the third chapter, and see how he calls Eve not to believe what God said. You have to check what you believe and who you believe in. You can't be shaky when it comes to your belief. Amen? Amen. But the fool trusts in his own heart. His heart. Contextually, the heart in one sense means a prevailing mood or attitude. Which when you break it down, you believe in what you feel. If you feel it, that's what you're believing in. Some folk can be feeling like it ain't going to work out. And guess what? Because they believe that feeling or believe what's in their heart, that's how things turn out. Some folk ha can, can get up negative and allow that mood to control them throughout the day. Beautiful day, but they are allowing that prevailing mood to dictate how they should think, talk, and act throughout the day. That's your heart. That's your heart. 
And so you, you, you end up trusting your heart more than you trust God's word. But the heart also represents your choices. God created us free moral agents. That, that means when, when it comes to life, we, we have a choice to basically everything. We have a choice. We can or can't do. It's our choice. No, I can't. Yeah, I can. It's your choice. Come to church this morning. God didn't pull you out there. God pulled me up. No, God didn't do that. He, he didn't do that. Did he? No, oh, it was your choice. And so when it comes to your heart, your heart represents your, your choices. I need you to understand these definitions before I really roll with this because you, you need to understand that there's certain, certain moves you get in uh, it's because that's what you chose. Now, see, you have doctors that are trying to fix it and, and tell you you can't help it. And so, therefore, I'm going to prescribe this for you. I'm going to alter your mind. Then it's illegal for you to go and get some drugs and alter your mind. but he can write you a prescription. And it's okay for your mind to be out. If you pay me, I'll write something for you to get something to alter your mind. You need to be to the point where you understand that, that things that are, that are taking place are bigger than what you see on the surface. How many believe God created you a free moral agent? And, and look, you don't have to get all deep on that. You, you just ask yourself uh, certain things you do that you choose to do those things. Even when you choose to believe that the psychiatrist, the psychiatrist say you're this right here, if you choose to believe that, that's your choice. That's your choice. And, and even if you are going through something, who has the power to change you? God. Why is that? Because he created you. So who know more about you than you know about yourself? And he don't have to set an appointment with you to show you he know more about you than you know about yourself. All you have to do is get in this. And you'll find out what Jeremiah and others found out. Even when Jeremiah got grown, he, he, he knew that God knew him. Even while he was in the womb of his mother. And God let me, I knew you. Even before you were born. Even, even before your fingers became fingers, they were just webs still tied up I knew you were going to be a prophet why cause I ordained it he knows us but he has given us a choice and our choices are based upon our heart and, and, and sometimes we, we have made some dumb decisions because of how we felt. Yeah, you, you did something with him. You, you regret it afterward. Why? Because you felt it, did it, but then... 
in hindsight, you're like, oh, God, no, I didn't. <laughs> yes, you did. And it was based upon your heart, your feelings. Say to your neighbor, your heart can mess you up. But it's only because you choose to allow it to mess you up. I feel like I want the shrimp scampi instead of my regular. Yeah, and when you tasted that scampi, you knew that you had messed up. It can be something that simple. Or I can go to the extreme. But it's all based upon your, your heart. Because again, your heart represents your feelings, your mindset, your choices, and so forth. That's the reason you have to choose carefully. That's the reason as a child of God, we need to make sure point blank that we don't lean to our own understanding. But we need to trust God with all of our heart. Because the one thing that you possess that will mess you up is your heart. Now I'm finna work with the heart. I mean, I understand where I'm going so far. All right, let's go to Psalm 69. Psalm 69 is where we're where we going. See, your heart told you to leave that phone off. I don't even know who I'm talking to. I'm just saying Psalm 69 and 20. I didn't look right or left nor forward. I just, I just heard. Woo, that fit good. Psalm 69 and 20. Ready? Notice this. Reproach has broken my heart. But the person had to choose to allow reproach to break his heart. Reproach in the verse is criticism. And, and criticism can be a good thing. Am I right? Yeah. Because sometimes God comes and he's critical or he criticizes certain things that we do, but it's only to, to help us. Spatter rods for what? It, it's, it hurt, but it's good for you. Being critical, but it's good for you. But see, if you take criticism the wrong way, it can mess up your heart. Man, pastor hurt me with that word this morning. I ain't going back to church. But it was based upon the scripture, baby. What he was saying was based upon the scripture. You're supposed to, you, your heart is supposed to be pricked. You can't allow what was critical in one sense, a criticism in one sense, to, to cause you not to go back and get what God said you need. Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word of God. See, you can't, you can't allow when somebody is criticizing you. Even if they're doing it and they're wrong for doing it. You can't allow that to get in your heart. When, it, when it's trying, you fight that. And sometimes you have to fight it with words. I know she said I ain't no good, but I am some good. God made me such and such and such and such. God said I am an heir. A joint heir. More than a conqueror. You have to fight that thing with words. You can't allow certain things to get in your heart. 
find yourself in, in, front, of a, in front of a psychiatrist that's going to listen to you and then write you a prescription. No, you don't allow that stuff to get in your heart. When it's trying and it'll try. Somebody can criticize you right now. And if you allow it, it can just get in your heart. But look at the honesty of the psalmist. Notice again what he says. Psalm 69 and 20. Reproach has what? Broken my heart. And I am, get this, full of heaviness. And then notice this. I look for someone to take what? But there was And for comforters, but I found what? It ain't that people wasn't around, but wasn't nobody going to have no pity party with the person. Which was a good thing. Because somebody can criticize you and you'll look for somebody else to comfort you. But see, children of God have to be so strong to where we have to be like David and encourage ourselves. But get this. In the Lord. Reproach will mess up your heart. But it be your choice to allow it to get in your heart. You allow it to become a part of your your makeup. I don't want to be heavy when I should be enjoying the day. David told us point blank what we should do. He said look. It's a day that God has made. Rejoice. And what? Be glad in it. Every day going to have negativity. You just have to make a choice of how you're going to deal with it. Okay. Then see I said it again. Every day going to have some negativity. You just have to make the choice of how to deal with it. We good then to see? All right. You just have to make that choice. You with me? Can we go further? Let's go to Proverbs 11. We're dealing with that heart. We we, got to deal with that heart. Got to deal with that heart. Where are we going? All right. Proverbs 11. Y'all listen. Ready to go there too. Proverbs 11. (laughs) Notice this. 20th verse in Proverbs 11. Those who are of a perverse heart. Notice this. Are an abomination to who? Perverse means when you know something, you're a person that knows something is wrong, but you continue doing that wrong. That means you are an abomination to God. God done told you not to trust yourself, but you're going to keep trusting yourself. You are an abomination to him. God tells you week in and week out that you need to pray. You need to get in the word. But you continue not to pray. Continue not to get in the word. It says that you are perverse. You are an abomination too. It's tight, ain't it? In the word, God, God's sending you a word, but you keep telling him no. And keep doing the same thing. God told you you're an heir, but you keep talking about, but I'm just like my. No. You are what God said. Doesn't matter your history or where you came from. Because if anyone is in Christ, he or she is a new 
creation. Old things then what? Pass. Then he, then he tells us, behold, take a look. You knew. How many can look at yourself and say you knew? And you ain't, where you, you, you ain't completely where you need to be, but you know you knew. You ain't the mess you used to be. Woo, if that be true, tell somebody, I ain't the mess I used to be. I was messy. So, it's your choice to be perverse. This is some eye-opening stuff, ain't it? Let's go further. Let's go to Proverbs 7. Proverbs 7, just two verses. For clarity's sake, because you're going to have to really look at this to, to understand um, what I want you to get from it. But we're still talking about the heart. Proverbs 7, 24 and 25. And therefore, listen to me, my children. Pay attention to the words of my what? Do not let your help me. Do what? To who? Now, bottom line, when it comes to this, you need to know who to listen to and who not. Notice the proverb writer wanted the children to listen to him and not to her. And if you listen to the to, you listen to the a person you sh- have no business listening to. Notice according to the text. That person can turn your what? Heart. That's the reason Paul later said, be not deceived. Bad company corrupts good habits. Like it or not, you can't hang with everybody. Yeah, me and him, we've been friends since childhood, but have he changed? We know you done changed, but have he changed? No, he's still doing that same dumb stuff. Well, you, you, though y'all hung together for years until he get done with that dumb stuff, cut him off. If you hang with somebody that ain't about nothing, sooner or later we're going to see We're going to see you thinking and saying stuff that make it seem like you ain't about. Whew, that was hard. That was a hard blow right there. But it's right. So notice the proverb writer is, is the implication is he's pleading with the children. That look, you need to listen to the words that come out of my mouth and not allow your heart to be turned aside by her. Now, when you read between the lines, the children were attracted to the her. And so it was not just going to be an easy thing for them to let her go. And so he gonna have so he having to plead with them to let them know look you need to listen to me though, and again the implication is what he was saying was in contrast to what she was saying. Do you have that? Yeah. You will get a word from God, or you'll read something in Scripture. And, and then you run into somebody that they're saying something that's completely the opposite of God's word, whether written or revealed. How many have ever been there? This teaching happened? Yes. Giving us a good understanding? Yes. Let's go further then. Let's go to Proverbs 12. I'm getting ready to close. Proverbs 12. Oh, Lord. Woo. Proverbs 12 and 25. Anxiety 
in what? Of man causes what? But a good makes it what? Do you know you can get a you can get a prescription for depression? You are not just depressed, you are a manic. Really? Yes. But I'm gonna give you a prescription. It's gonna last you 30 days, and you gotta make sure you take one every day. With a meal and water. Look at this verse again. Anxiety. Are you worrying about something? In the heart of man causes what? Depression. And, and, and you can get a pill that will alter your mind. Now back in the day, I used to just get a joint. And some Hennessy. How many back in the day you used to get gin and a joint? Can't be the only one in this session, gonna be honest. See, some of y'all and, and tried to make folk think you've been saved all you ain't been saved all your life. I've always been saved, Pastor. I, I, I don't know anything about that. You ain't always been saved. Because you were born a sinner. in. You may have didn't drink what I had on the table, but you, you did something to ease your depression. If you worry, you're going to be depressed. I said, if you worry, you're going to be depressed. You can look at a movie that, that will cause you to, to become a little anxious and get what? Depression will come on. And some people are sitting in front of a theater and say, yeah, I had a rough day. My sister came over and just said some things and it just... It depressed me. And the person can be telling the truth. But you don't need no pill for that. Just stop seeing your sister. Every time I look at this show, it makes me so sad. I mean, the channels on. We had, listen to this. We had three channels coming up, and those of you that are probably fifty or older, you remember two, five, and eleven. We were so happy when when TBS channel seventeen came. We said we got four channels now. You done seen TBS? Man, they have stuff on there twenty four seven. Because when we had 2, 5, and 11, everything went off after the news. This concludes the broadcast day for ABC. <laughs> Have a pleasant night. <laughs> That's real. You're going to keep looking at the same show that's making you depressed. And there's a thousand you can choose from. I don't even know how many channels I got on the TV. But, but if I'm looking at something that's, that's disgusting, making me upset, I'm going to look at something else. But now I like the alternative here in the text. I like the alternative. Look, look at this. Anxiety in the heart of man causes what? Depression. 
but a good word makes the heart what? Now that, that just don't mean what you get on Sunday. You need to be around some positive folk. Folk who you know going to be talking uplifting. Going to be talking some good stuff. So you can be happy. I, 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 don't, even, I don't even want to take a, a survey or, or just see who hang with folk that are pessimistic. Because I know some, some of us in here, you hang with such folk. But you need to take the heart, this verse right here. Folks who are always talking negative. And, and some of us, you just going to have to start checking your spouse. If you got a negative or pessimistic spouse, and you got to stay with that person, you're going to have to start checking that person. Pastor trying to divide house. No, I ain't. Don't, don't be leaving here talking about pastor trying to divide house. No, I, I, that ain't what I'm trying to do, is it? I'm just trying to let you know, look, look, you need to just tell whoever is, if one of y'all negative all the time, you say, look, we heard the word today. You don't, we need to just stop being so negative about stuff. And don't, you just want to do what that preacher say. And that's the first thing happened. You want to do what the preacher, this ain't got nothing to do with preacher. Preacher is saying it because that's his job. But you have to make sure you are, you, you hang with positive folk. Negativity will cause you to have a stroke, heart attack, panic attack, or such. I done been depressed. I don't like being depressed. Do you? And when depression comes, get what? We're going to fight. Because it's going to come at all of us. It's going to be something that's going to try to make you get down. You got to fight that thing. And the best way to fight it is with your mouth. Proverbs 18, 21, death and life are in the power of the what? That means the tongue is powerful. Death and life are in the what? In the what? Now in the power. The tongue is what? Powerful. This tongue would tear depression up. But you got to know how to use it. Depression, oh, it's a Monday. You got to use that tongue to let them know, yeah, this is a day God created, and it is a Monday. You got to put the word on depression. Okay, I'm closing. Go back with me to Proverbs 28 and 26. He who trusts in his own heart is a what? Well, I don't know about you, but I ain't going to trust in my own heart. If that's you, just tell somebody, I'm done with trusting in in my heart. And look at another person and say, you know if I ain't going to trust in my heart. I sure ain't going to trust in your heart. Look, Look at this right here. Latter part. This is what I want to deal with. But whoever walks, how? Wisely. Will be what? That that means the way you live is what causes you to be delivered. The way you live. Walk in the text means live. Can I break it down? Based upon your thoughts, words, and deeds will cause you to be bound or delivered. If you walk wisely, if you think, talk, and act wisely, 
She's like, if you come at me with some negative stuff, Elder Jackson, I'm going to walk wide. I'm just going to. He, he's sitting there just constantly talking about negative stuff. Now, this my door right here. Me and Elder Jackson, we outside the door. He's just constantly talking negative. And that, that's my door. That's my door right there. That ain't his door. That's my door right there. <laughs> me and him right here talking negative. That's, that's who? What's right there? I know you don't see it. What's that? Whose door? My door. <clears throat> so he constantly talking negative. So, you know, so I can't fight him because big man. But anyway, <laughs> so I just simply stepped through my door. And then, uh, and you know what I got on my door, Ella Beasley? A lock. <laughs> and then I'm going to lock. If he keep talking, I hear a little bit. I'm going to get a towel, put the towel. You know? That's old school, ain't it? Up under the door and just walk on in, just like that. You got to be wise. And being wise does not mean you, you got to know this, that, and the other. You just got to do what you can do at that moment. You talking to somebody that's trying to make you feel bad about yourself, you ain't got to keep listening to that. You in the house, the only thing I do is say, hey, bye, I got to go. Just walk on out. Or if you somewhere working and they, they, they doing all that negative talking, you just say, hey, I'm busy. I got to go. Uh, and I ain't got time to hear that. Can you be like that? But what if it's my husband? You know, the, the Bible even says this. Well, it says this is about the husband. And I guess it can be used for the wife, too. It's better to just go on the rooftop. Than to be in the house with basically a nagging woman. In other words, being around a nagging wife is not what? Good. Wait a minute, because folk look strange. How many know that's in the Bible? But most of us, we ain't got access to our rooftop, do we? So what is it saying? Go in another room. Or go outside. But don't stay in the same company with that person. Well, shouldn't we just, shouldn't we just talk it out, get it settled? You ain't trying to sell nothing. You're just nagging, arguing. If, if, if it's just useless talk. Remember when I talk, a fool is someone to talk what? Insignificant, useless, or of little what? Value. If you, know, if you know what you're saying, it's just nagging back and forth, back and forth. You, it's foolish. You got a lot of nerve walking out on me. Now I got Bible walking out on you. I'm going to stop right there. I'm going to stop right there.